on Inside the Cave. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Inside the Cave. Inside the Cave. Inside the cave. Inside the cave. Welcome back inside the cave. Inside the cave. Inside the cave. Inside the cave. I, I want to y'all show, man. This, yeah, this tight though. I like this show. Inside the cave. This show is great. Inside the cave. Who said that? You're on the number one show. Inside the cave. He gave me a real zap in the gap. We're not about to play with you. Oh, that's funny. Inside the cave. How does Kat make her pudding? I don't, I don't know if y'all want me to tell that story completely. My, you guys gotta pull out your head. What comes up with this stuff? Inside the cave. Now, thank y'all for being a major outlet. So a lot of people need that. Gang bangers. Turn around and interview you for having the best podcast in the nation. Don't want to be down with this ass. David, it's so <laughs> Inside the cave. Here we go. Welcome back inside the cave, thecavepodcast.com, and on inside the cave blog.com. Go to that website, and under the cave spotlight, you'll be able to see today's guest and today's cave crush of the week. Inside the cave blog.com, fresh off of one of our most interesting weeks and episodes in a long time. It's probably one of our most downloaded and streamed episode i'm just really shocked none but sports and a lot of people liked it inside the cave is uh making moves over here all right i am cb at i'm the real cb and next to me always is not just the, the host of the dirt sheets but he is also my co-star for tv yes inside the cave was on tv this week joe dirt what's going on everybody Hope we got some real good feedback off the last episode. Yes, we do, as always. Yes, we do. And also with us today, the country rap tunes is what he does. He is a southern baby. He's been on a hot streak with the country rap tunes. Big dog. What's up, man? What's up with it, man? What up? You talking about dog got a hot streak? I was about to say, damn, he had midlife crisis. <laughs> All right, you little dirty joke. And also with us today, hey, look here, man. You can check him out. The Cleese Report on YouTube, at Cleese Report on Instagram. If it's, if I said it wrong, it's for vice versa. And by by far, get your video promos. Look, every this is what your social media site is missing. It's missing three, three lead films. films. He's our brother on this show. All the good promos. I'm telling you, all the good video promos comes from three lead films. Three Lee Films. He's Rolling, what's up, brother? Not much, man. Let's get it. 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 All right, we got a good show today. We are sitting in with us today later on in the show. Uh, it's Joe Dirt's cousin from iHeartRadio, Greg Merriweather. I got that right, Joe? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, he'll be on later on today. He's going to, uh, Rolling is here today, so we're going to do a recap of, uh, the conspiracy talk we talked about a couple episodes ago. We're gonna let Greg jump in with that. Talks a little, talk a little stuff, stuff too, and then um, I guess Greg will join in on Cat's Corner with the rest of the crew if Cat shows up. And we just go to Big Dog's outhouse, I guess. 
right, let's get this show started. I got to get something off my chest. CB's quote of the week. The quote of the week. Enjoy. All right, here we go. Uh, when I was a kid, CB's quote of the week comes from none other than my mother. When I was a kid, my mom told me this. I'll never forget it. I was eight years old. She said, son, you can't do what they do. You have to be better. You can't just work as hard as them. You have to work harder. Now, the reason why that's my quote of the week is because by the time the next episode airs of Inside the Cave, there will be a new president-elect of the United States of America. And for the first time in eight years, it will not be President Obama. The choices are simple. Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. Now, I know people have their issues with both candidates, and especially Hillary Clinton. I'm hearing this, and I, it, it, it really boggles me to see that people have these issues. So let's let's take the names out of it, and let's just take the parties out of it, and let's use it as Exhibit A and Exhibit B. All right, here's Exhibit A. Exhibit A spent eight years in the White House during the best economy in modern era the 1990s. I got my job that I'm still at today in the 1990s. All right, that's Exhibit A. Exhibit A could have just ran for president after that, but instead Exhibit A decided to run for a Senate run and spent eight years as a New York Senator. That's Exhibit A. After Exhibit A's eight years as a Senator, Exhibit A began to be four years as Secretary of State of the United States of America. Now, Exhibit A does come with some baggage and some missteps and some mishandles and stuff like that. But Exhibit A held, holds up a responsibility for those mishaps and mistakes. Unlike Exhibit B, whose claim to fame is exploiting bankruptcy laws and not paying taxes. And the catchphrase for Exhibit B is, you're fired. Now you can't call Exhibit B a sexist, although Exhibit B does make sexist remarks. You can't call Exhibit B a racist, although Exhibit B does make racist remarks. For those that's keeping points, Exhibit B shouldn't even be on the same stage as Exhibit A, because Exhibit B can't hold a candle to Exhibit A. But people are letting their personal feelings get into common sense. And there's no reason why Exhibit B should even, the, the choice should be very clear. Exhibit A, also known as Hillary Clinton for President of the United States. Now we're not, Inside the Cave is not pushed by no corporate sponsors, so we, can, we don't have to just tell you to get out and vote. ICB, host of Inside the Cave, is telling you I'm with her. And if you've never been through a Republican presidency, you don't want to go through it. Jobs will leave. Insurance and stuff like that. All those perks and everything will be cut. You don't want to go through it. Now, the reason why that's my quote of the week is this, because it just goes to show how much harder women and minorities have to work in, the, in this country. Exhibit B shouldn't even be on the stage. Exhibit A, Hillary Clinton, did 20 years of politics 
and still people question and doubt her. But Exhibit B can rock off from a talk show and go straight to be president of the United States. I'm telling you guys, make the best decision. I'm with her and I hope you guys are too. Sorry I was wrong when I had to get that off my chest because the next episode, we will have a new president-elect. That's my quote of the week coming from my mom. You can't work harder as them. You got to work harder. All right, I'm done, Joe. Go ahead. Was that a quote or a damn rant? Yeah, I mean, it yeah, was, damn. It was all, hey, man, people need to hear this, man. Do you know the black turnout? Uh, Do you know the black turnout for this election is down? Everybody talking the way the voters they haven't even came. Yet. I know that's all but early votes. They're though. comparing it to 2012 and 2008. But that's early votes. You can't uh, take none of that stuff into account right now. That's all early votes. I'm just saying, man. You, know, people, you gotta wait till November 8th and then see what the polls look well, like. Well, we'll see, and I hope you're right. But uh, it's, it's just scary, brother, because the people actually think that they can take bring a talk show host and make him president. Just let you know the mind state of this generation. Ah. Uh, all right, all right. Anybody else got something to say before I move on? Well, I, I got a conspiracy about that. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Dog, I love to hear that. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that later on. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, kill yourself and start over. The first segment, the A Block. Kill yourself and start over on Inside the Cave. All right, who you got, Joe? Jello Beats. Um, let me pull this up right quick. I got this. A uh, guy mm-hmm. in Syracuse, New York, yeah. who attacked an autistic uh, boy. It yeah. was 15 years old. Yeah. Okay, now the guy said, uh, well, this is what happened. Uh, the boy was running cross country. Uh, his mom usually goes out before the meets and uh, checks out uh, the area that they run. Excuse me, running in. So in case he gets uh, off the path, she could try to find him. So he wound up running off the path, and then some uh, passers by saw a older white gentleman attack this 15 year old black boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. I heard this one. You heard this one? I heard about it briefly. I don't know as much about it, but I heard it's a damn shame. Yeah, okay. So one of the uh, passers by said, I see a grown man who was quite tall and fairly heavy exit his vehicle and gives this young man a shove that puts him back like 10 feet flat on his butt. She, he just shoved him across the road. The kid didn't seem to do any, be doing anything but standing there. And the, guy, the kid is 130 pounds. The man is twice his size. So I give him a kid self and start over. This is the reason he said he did is because he said somebody broke into uh, his wife's car and stole her purse or some shit like that. And he was worried about him and his wife getting mugged. But you get out your car to go confront somebody. All right, so he killed himself and start over. The police put in a report that it was an argument between two people. They can kill themselves and start over because the autistic boy was nonverbal. He couldn't talk. All right, then the judge can kill herself and start over yeah. because she didn't bring the man to court. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Attaboy, Joe. That's what I'm talking about. Give them all. This is what people have been requesting, too. That's what I'm talking about, Joe. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's a damn shame because the little boy, you know, uh, I'm sure he liked running, but after that incident, he yeah. turned in his uniform 
and he quit the uh, track team. Damn shame, man. Damn shame. All right, uh, yeah, that's a good one, Joe. Glad you brought that up. We had to put that on the website too. All right, hey, hey Roland, who you got, brother? Um, I'm a pass. I don't have nobody this week. Oh, really? <laughs> mm, okay. Who you got, big dog? Man, actually, I got a couple this time, bro. Let's do it. Hey, they got uh, it was two fans that dressed up as Obama and a noose yeah. for a West Constant football game. Mm-hmm. Now, you talk about disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Both of those kids need to kill themselves and start over. Uh, this country going backwards, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we need to take a look in the mirror. This country going backwards, man. Um, also, I got this other guy dressed up in blackface and a hoodie with a blood stain on the front holding a bag of Skittles and um, looks like a Snapple. I guess he called himself dressed up as Trayvon Martin. Yeah, I seen that shit. That's fucked up. Going backwards, man. Going backwards. <laughs> he also need to kill himself and start over. Sure does, man. Sure does. And last but not least, I got to get this one to Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, man. Wayne need to get off that goddamn lean, bro. Mm-hmm. On the real. Yeah. Uh, I actually got this one posted mm-hmm. on the IG, you know what I'm saying? So y'all need to check it out. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, I guess he said he don't see racism. You know, his, his quote was, uh, yeah. I'm a rich black man. And there's a white guy holding the camera that's filming me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. You so know. Basically, what? he was like, you know, miss me with the bullshit. Yeah. You, you know what, big dog? We we all have family members that got drug problems. I got probably too many family members that got drug problems. But Lil Wayne really needs rehab. Seriously, like if you look at the way he talks, <laughs> everything about him just spells out. Drug issues, like man, you ain't lying. You listen to his albums, go down the line oh. from him being able, you can hear him clearly. Oh. To like his later albums, you can't really understand what the fuck he's saying. Oh my god, dude, this dude really needs help, man. Like, I mean, for somebody like the bipolar stuff, that's all drugs, man. Like, like, like I, uh, we can't talk about what other show broke down, like all his. I, I, I tell you what, man, we, we really don't know what's going on with him, but it kind of make you wonder. About his relationship with Birdman, you know, some, some, sometimes you know it's kind of like uh, you know if you got a kid and you want to protect them, mm-hmm. so you know if you give them their money, they might just uh, right, 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 you know, fucking overdose or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't want to just put that out there, but it just seemed like it's something going on with him. Yeah, yeah he has issue, and I, and I, you know, I know you know a good friend of his, and he told me. Like, dude has serious drug problems, and and it's really sad, man. You know that he's that he's letting himself get out of this far. Man. Hey, Roland, you said dog. That was it. You got another one? Yeah, that's it, man. Hey, Roland, you said you had a uh, another one. You said you got, got yeah. I, I, actually, I got a uh, um, a kill yourself and start over for big dog. Whoa! Who said that? <laughs> who said that? For my. I kill yourself and start over is for Big Dog because two weeks ago 
he was not feeling any of the conspiracies I was breaking down. Oh. So, so this week we're gonna come back and we're gonna re we're gonna do a reset and start over. But while we doing that, you can kill yourself and start over. Oh, I dare you. You're not feeling me. I dare you, bro. I dare you. I dare you. Well, hey, 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 bro, I can tell you like this. You, you still on this earth? <laughs> I heard you give me the business. I heard you get. You gave me one. I reset. Hey man, you, you had to get it, bro. Because when you made the comment that the first mistake that we make is believing that celebrities are real people, <laughs> as a matter of fact, you need to get another kill yourself and start over from bringing it back up. Uh, <laughs> well, you took you took that out of context. We'll clear it up in a second, but uh, man. <laughs> now, I got, well, I got a couple more right quick. It's, it's, got, it's got to do with the World Series. Oh, all, uh, I'm a White Sox fan, but I'm cheering for the Cubs here. So all the White Sox fans is being haters right now. Y'all kill yourself and start over, man. You're supposed to be Chicago. <laughs> sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. Hey, uh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. I got two of them. Uh, I want to give uh, Reggie Bush. <laughs> Reggie Bush. And you know what? It, the easy thing to do is give Reggie Bush girlfriend or side chick to kill yourself and start over. I'm gonna give it to Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush cut a three million dollar check to give to his chick to abort a baby, but didn't get no paperwork behind it. The chick ended up keeping the baby and keeping his $3 million. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. That ain't no kids, that's a dumb motherfucker right Reggie, there. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. Like, you know, Reggie, come on, Reggie. Hey, well, remember that, remember, remember the Nutty Professor when uh, Eddie yeah. Murphy <laughs> yelled at Reggie? I mean, come on, Reggie. Reggie. Ooh. Oh, man, I, I hear that one. Oh, Reggie, 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 Reggie. Is that even, is that even legal? It does, he didn't get no pay, he don't have no paperwork, brother. So No, it, no, no, I'm talking about is it even legal to pay somebody $3 million to abort a baby? Yeah, they worked something out, you know, and, his, and the killer part is he said his wife, his wife knew about it and was hoping that she did, but he didn't want to put the paperwork behind it because he didn't want to get out to the media that he paid for having a baby. You know, you know, it's bad. Well, it's out, it's out now. It's out right. now, bro. I'm actually went to the clinic. Oh. oh, what an idiot. Oh, man, man, man. Yeah, so I'm going to give Reggie. And then, let me, you know what? I also want to give, uh, what, remember that person that was singing for Pat? I just finally tasted Pat LaBelle's sweet potato pie. Oh. And remember that dude what? that was singing behind that shit? Look here. You kill yourself and start over, man. <laughs> Pat LaBelle pill. Pat LaBelle. Pally LaBelle pie is good. But it ain't that damn good for you to be over there disrespecting your grandmothers and aunties and everybody that grew up on good sweet potato pies to make it seem like Patty LaBelle is the only person that know how to make a good sweet potato pie. I can't believe I spilled $9.99 on this damn pie. I'm gonna eat this motherfucker though. Ooh. That's what your dumb ass get. That was all about money. That's why he's doing that shit. It's like all these goof ass black people snubbing for Trump and shit. Yeah, oh. All about the money. Don't get me started on that. All right, that was kill yourself and start over. <laughs> all right, we got a good one. There. I guess Veli is later than late now, man. Shit. So I guess uh, I guess I gotta do, uh, brother. 
We got a lot of emails and complaints this week, so uh, let me get to them. All right, here we go. Uh, emails and complaints. Emails and complaints. Emails and complaints with Cousin Lamar on Inside the Cave. All right, here we go. Uh, Belly and Cousin Lamar is not here. So CB is stuck doing it again. Belly sound like a rapper anyway. So. Yeah, here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people got a lot to say this week. Here we go. This is from Al. Al said, why do y'all let CB say ridiculous comments? Does he know the average height of men? Only 450 people can play in the NBA. So how does he think anyone that's six feet and not in the NBA is a loser? Sounds like short man syndrome. Well, Al, uh, if you listen to me closely, I never said that uh, anybody's six feet. I said if you were six foot five or taller. All right. If you're six foot five or six foot three or taller and you were born in the 60s, 70s or 80s, you should have done something basketball related in your life. And I stand behind that because all they tell you to do is get on the block and they're going to give you the ball and pass it. And you shoot it. That's it. So yes, I stand behind that. If you're six foot five, six foot three, six foot five, six foot six, whatever like that, and you never did anything basketball related, kill yourself and start over. And Al, you kill yourself and start over for not understanding what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> and all right, here we go. This is from Tay. Tay been listening for a while. <laughs> she says, "Why, old boy, getting his feelings like that on Cat's Corner?" I'm assuming she's talking about Sid's response last <laughs> week. And uh, Sid is not here to respond for the reason why he got in his feelings. So I'm not at liberty to talk about it. Sid didn't show up for work again. All right, here we go. This is uh, Carol. Didn't know what, oh, she, she says, didn't know what to expect with this, with this episode, but I actually enjoyed it. The sports talk was way over my head, but found myself following along. And who can't relate to the concerned mother from Cat's Corner? Great show, guys. That is from Carol. Here we go. This is from Lance. Lance, uh, this is Lance the Trucker. Uh, Thought y'all said when Cat's not there, it's Big Dog's outhouse segment. He said the country rap tune once again on point. And y'all know, and y'all boy know his sports. But the main thing I got from last episode is CB said he knows a girl in Texas that can change your mind about Texas. Please tell more about her. Please tell me more about her because I drive through Texas a lot and gets lonely on the road sometimes. Oh, brother. um, The girl that I'm talking about, you're a truck driver. She's not interested. All right. You, You don't have a chance. So Lance, just stick to what you've been doing. And uh, we'll go from there. All right, here we go. This is Dave. Dave says, CB, watch out because Sid could take your spot as lead dog, lead dog on your show. Well, it's not my show. It's our show, Dave. And I'm not worried about Sid taking my spot because Sid doesn't show up. Right? Sid can't take his own spot. Jesus Christ. Sid started out this thing being 1A. And now he is, uh, who, I don't know. I mean, who knows what he is? All right, but you think I'm worried about Sid? Oh, yeah. Here we go. This is from Cheryl. Cheryl says, "Don't say it's funny. Don't say we don't support or are not real fans because we listen to two hours of sports talk from y'all. But overall, it was a well put together show, 
And I just really hope you all take off. Uh, Joe, I don't remember last week's show being two hours of sports talk. I could have sworn we did more than just two hours. I could have sworn we did it. Uh, dirt sheets. Yeah. Nobody talk about the dirt sheets. And that show wasn't even that long. It wasn't two hours long. All right, speaking of the dirt, speaking of the dirt sheets, this is from Stevie, and it's plain and simple. Joe needs to take his job or spot on the show more serious. <laughs> Just like that. Hey, this is as serious as it's gonna get, buddy. This is I'm, I'm dead serious. And I and I uh, asked more of our listeners to do what our next two uh, people just did. Uh, please. Give us some feedback on iTunes. If you listen to us on iTunes, say something on us on iTunes like Cassie did on iTunes. She says she's happy she found this channel. Plain and simple. Well, thank you, Cassie, uh, for finding us. Glad you enjoyed the show. And this is from on iTunes as well. Bingo Bash Lover. Best show ever. I really love this show. Plain and simple. And we love you back. Bingo Bash Lover. All right, here we go. This is from our most popular listener, Slick Rick. Good guest. He knows his shit about sports. More of a guy segment, though. Big Dog continues his bang streak, and old Joe Bottle Dick Dirt Sheets has traumatized the faculty, the staff, and the listeners. Come see me in my office. And that was emails and complaints. All right, we got a good show today. Don't forget, we got. Uh, hey, hey, see, you don't mean to cut you off, man, but I, I got some on the head, and I, I know you're gonna get a kick out of this one. Okay, we got more feedback. No, uh, I gotta kill yourself and start over. Okay. Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. Yeah. He just admitted on Sports Center that uh, he intentionally tried to hurt Kobe Bryant in. In the 2000 NBA Finals. Yeah. yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. I can believe that. He actually admitted it on Sports Center tonight. Oh, really? tonight? I thought How I heard about that, CB. I feel like I, think I heard he said that. that before, right? Yeah, I feel like I heard that before. I don't know, but he, you know, uh, because he, that's the reason why Kobe. Like he, you know, like, like he tried to do it, you know. Like but he, you know what? Uh, Kobe said he knew that because that's why he put 81 up on his ass oh. when he was with Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> he felt like it was um like like a direct hit, like it was a hit. You know what I mean? So, but you know, it's one thing to to say what you think yeah. versus actually coming out and admitting it. Yeah, well, Jalen Rose, uh, you, who, who snitches on themselves, dumbass? Kill yourself. Right. But you know what though? Hey, I gotta be honest though. When Jalen Rose was in Chicago, he showed your boy some love. Man, I was at the United Center for uh, Jalen Rose did a um. A basketball event in 2002. Me and D. Kelly was there, I believe it was, and he showed us mad love. Introduced us as Lisa Ray, Travis Best, and uh, so I can't. I don't want to give. I don't want to be too hard on Jalen Rose. I never forget that shit. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, all right. But that was emails and complaints inside the cage. All right, our guest is here right now. He's gonna jump into this conversation we ha- we're having real quick, and we're gonna get into what all he has going on from the Black on Black Network, his own. Network, welcome to Inside the Cave. Wow, man, who would have thought this guy would be related to Joe Dirt? Greg Merriweather, <laughs> what's up, brother? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, Greg, uh, we're gonna talk more about what you, what you what you got going on and stuff, but I want you to join in on this interesting conversation we're having uh, with our bro Roland. Now, Roland uh, came on two episodes or well, three episodes ago, 
and was talking about conspiracy theories. I don't know if you heard that episode. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, a lot of people didn't believe it. And I, I actually do believe there's a lot of conspiracy. I'll break down a couple of them that I have. I just don't know if I agree with all the ones Roland brought up. So I'm, I'm going to let Roland finish what he was talking about. Then you just join in with the conversation, bro, okay? All right, sounds good. All right, cool. Let's go. Let's get into it, Rob. Well, it, it's it seemed as though um, the conversation had shifted into some gray areas that I don't necessarily subscribe to myself. Okay. So the only reason why we went down that rabbit hole is because someone drove us down there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff that um, a lot of the staff and a lot of the uh, feedback um, was, you know, not filling. Um, you know, I can definitely push that stuff to the side and we can definitely talk about some more hardcore facts in the conspiracy, okay. just like this, um, this, uh, voting thing for the president. Okay. Well, before you get to that, you do have to admit you were wrong because we got some heat being from Chicago and saying that Jordan retired, uh, before the season or whatever you said that was before that was, his uh, father died before his father died yeah because George right 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 yeah the, the timeline the timeline was a little bit strange like I said okay. he um um his father died and then he retired right before that season yeah in October what, what, yeah and what I got it mixed up with is when he did the press the press conference when he said that he was going into baseball and he was doing it somewhat for his dad okay all right cool all right, go ahead, bro. Let's get let's get into it. What 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 part are we hitting? Well, I mean, you heard what Big Dog said. He, he basically, aka, <laughs> thinks you're full of shit. Let's just call like let's call, let's call like it is. So. <laughs> so. Oh man, I didn't say all that, but you know, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I think that's what he said. Yeah, I said, ain't that what he said, CB? I think that's what he said. I think that's what you said too. I listened to the shows, Big Dog. So. Um, well, and let's 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 pick up where we left off, and let's hit with the um, um, the human the human okay. being. Let's clarify that. Okay. I didn't necessarily mean that they weren't human. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is you have celebrities, entertainers, uh, somewhat famous people, and then you have us. Okay. The thing that fuels us is totally different than what fuels high-ranking celebrities. I'm talking about $100 million club type cats. We're not talking about the fringe guys, the guys that dip their toe in the water, got one or two albums, or did a movie or two. I'm talking about your ultra-famous celebrities. There's something that fuels them that's different than what fuels us. Okay. And that's not, that's not a conspiracy. It's a known fact. They want to be they don't seek money they seek fame and i and i have bona fide facts and figures that show you that a lot of these celebrities aren't even rich they're just famous they don't have this huge amounts of disposable money that you that you think they have that's why they got to continually sign contracts to labels if you name me name me the five richest entertainers right now don't not movie stars, but music stars in any genre of music, and explain to me why any of them would have to sign a contract. They they can they got their own studios. I know uh, no, many well, of them well, have well, well distribution. You can have 
uh, Kevin Hart just signed a distribution deal. Now his his was like four hundred million, but you still you can have all the product you want. You still need somebody to distribute it. Yeah, but we're, they're not just okay. I'll give you the distribution. I still think you don't need that either, especially not in today's not in two thousand sixteen, where you can set up your own website and distribute your own product. I'll give you an example. Dame Dash don't got a distribution deal. He got his own deal. Yeah, but he's not as big as uh, his, his 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 streaming service is not as big as Netflix. Now, I'm not saying that his product is good, that is that he's flipping it. But the point is, is that he decided to go with his own distribution. He if he don't make it move, it don't happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that you can go with, with a distribution company and it does make the flow easier. But explain to me why you have to have why is little Wayne fighting over money right now with baby is because he was signed to cash money. Why is Kesha fighting with I can't think of the guy's name where she had to give a true or untrue rape allegation to try to get out from under this record contract. And keep in mind, if you sign a five or seven record deal, they don't even have to release those out. You just got to produce them. So that's why the car, what the Carter four is, is or five or whatever. Carter number five, yeah. But what does that, that have to do with the Illuminati though? That's what I'm trying to figure out. What I'm saying is, is that it's controlled by very select people at the top. Some may say they have a certain persuasion. Some may say they're, you know, white Jews. I, I don't know that for sure. I'm not in the record industry. Yeah. But you can just, that's what I'm saying. I'm different from a conspiracy theorist. I'm saying that if you look at the facts, that all the music is being controlled by a handful of people. And if you have anybody who's controlling something, their influence will be on it. Now, my thing is this. Daddy, if that you, easy. If you look at the hotel business, it's controlled by just maybe a handful of people. Uh, if you look at look at the NBA, you know, look at look at all this stuff. I mean, you know how this stuff is. You, you, it's like a pool. You got to get in this stuff early, and and, one, and once you're in, you, you like grandfathered in. You never get. I'm with you on conspiracies. I just don't think that those are good examples of it. Big dog, what you think? I'm just not uh, seeing the conspiracy side of that either, brother. I mean, of course we know it's, it's going to be a handful of people that controls everything. So, I mean, I'm just not not following you on the uh, conspiracy side of. So, so if if only if okay, so if five people control something, mm-hmm. and one one particular um, way of thinking is coming out of that thing, yeah. you you can't draw the line that. The conspiracy is that they're all in collusion with each other. I would. Can I chime in real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This is good, um, man. I would. I would have to agree with you on it um, because when I look at the music industry, um, yeah, I think that that there is a certain thing that's being put out in the system. You know, when you look and see how, uh, when when we think about hip hop and how it was utilized to teach us, yeah. and now you don't have that anymore. You have a thing where where the, the whole the killing thing, the hustle, the whole nine is just being put out there in everything we hear now. You know, oversexing the whole, all that stuff. And I think that it's definitely being put out by a, a group of people who want us to, you know, want us to, to really do it to death. 
And so, yeah, I would I would definitely agree that there is a conspiracy as it relates to the music industry. Now, I agree with that because that's actually what a listener actually sent in. Uh, I don't have it in front of me right now. I was actually looking for it. But it was a great, great, great uh, feedback on that. He actually said basically the same thing, how like in the 80s we were steering away from the drugs and then in the 90s, he was basically saying how hip hop was controlled to sh- to actually influence uh, the women into what type of woman, what type of man that the woman would be interested in. And the whole point has always been to to... To, to get rid of the black man so he said in the 90s everybody wanted the thugs or the or the drug dealers or whatever like that and then those guys end up getting killed off or going to prison so what happens is you end up having a, a, a mother having a baby by those guys you end up being single mothers because that's what she was even attracted to and now he was saying that uh you look at the the, the guys in hip-hop are homosexual like and then the women are more like masculine like and you see a lot of women attracted to these masculine females so where's that so big dog where's that coming from who is pushing that agenda now i see i agree with you on that bro so then that's the conspiracy i see i I mean it's not a question of of what's being put out i mean if, if you want to take it back i mean the artists control what music they put out First of all, no, they don't. Once, listen, once the money got involved in it, then it went it went somewhere else. But everything is supply and demand. Would you agree with that? To a certain extent, but because because people are sheep, so yeah, we can say it's supply and demand, but we also can shift the narrative to make the people want a particular thing, and then we supply it. I agree. Because you know, there's plenty of people. These A and R's, they'll just walk up to. It's a it's a bunch of people that should have never had record deals. And I'm gonna say this: entertainment as a whole, all of us on the same scale. If you ask me, mm-hmm. and I mean, hey, big, big dog, that's what I'm saying. I totally agree with you, and I think that's what you were missing last. Uh, that's time. not what I was missing because that's what I said in the beginning. My my only argument was was putting the whole. Uh, thing on hip hop as if hip hop is uh, the reason behind everything that that's being put out. No, no, no. I wasn't implying that. We're listen. We're all black, right? So what I'm saying is, is that our conversation is going to be geared more towards hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I tried to, I tried to make that that line drawn that day. I said, listen. I can give you examples in Hollywood. I can give you examples in rock. I can give you examples in. Well, well give us that example that you were going to tell us about with the, uh, with the election. Okay, the election, right? Okay, this is what people don't realize. I always say your vote doesn't count. Okay, now this is how I. I'm not talking about local government. I'm talking about just bona fide electoral college voting for the president. If you look at how the president is selected is selected by the delegates, not by the popular vote. So you got the electoral vote and you have the popular vote. So, my, and, and here's the example. Now, does it normally match up? Absolutely. But we have a piece of history that shows us that winning the actual popular vote does not make you president is when George Bush beat uh, Al Gore for president. You can, you can, Pause the tape. You can look it up. You can go to Wikipedia. You can go whatever you want to. That's a bona fide 100% fact. 
he he won the electoral he won i'm sorry al gore won the popular vote but he lost the electoral vote now how we got there all that cheating they saying they're doing i ain't with none of that I, I, to me that's conspiracy what i'm saying is is that all i have to do is convince the majority of a thousand people i don't i can't remember exactly what the number is um i think it's like 1200 delegates or whatever like that i only have to convince them i don't have to convince the people this thing that they do with these debates and stuff that's all show that's just to convince us when we vote for president who we're going to accept but these these presidents are already picked by the delegates greg what you greg what you think about that man I agree 100%. Oh, wow. Um, you know, when you think about it, the, the Electoral College is what makes it happen. Even if you go and look at it and go, go investigate what it says, it says that you may have, you have the ability to influence what happens, but you're not the, you, that's what the majority is not what makes it happen. There are tons of people who have said that we do not live in a democracy. And so we just have to, we, we've gotten so used to looking at it that we that we have, we, we, we've fallen suit to the conspiracy that we don't pick the president. It's been stated that presidents are picked way before, you know, before they even, you know, start campaigning. So I think that, I think he's spot on with that. I, I, I don't think we have a say in it, really. Hey, Kev, I agree with that. Um, I think that well, one thing for the conversation, we have, people get lost in the word conspiracy. But there can't be facts behind conspiracies. Right. But uh, remember I told you a few episodes ago, CB, that I don't even vote? Yeah. It's because you can already kind of tell when in, uh, everything is happening, who's going to win. That's why I know uh, we keep going back and forth about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump ain't got a shot to win. You want to know why? Nobody. Because the Republicans that's backing him vocally are not going to back him when it comes time to talk to them delegates or whatever and put them votes in because he's a loose cannon and they can't control him. He don't need their money. He got his own. Here's here's That's another here's, here's another example of that. Back in when was when was Obama's first presidency? 03? No, 08. Oh, 08. So in 08, when they were on the campaign trail for the um for the um Democratic um convention or something like that, when when Obama and Hillary were riding around in the in the in the plane, and they have uh, the staffers that come with them. And everywhere they go to campaign, there's always press and all of that stuff. They get whistled. Now, this is not a conspiracy. You can look this up. This is 100% bona fide fact. All the press people got on the plane. The plane takes off. The press people's like, okay, well, where the where's the delegates at? Where you know, where, where's Hillary and um, Obama? Oh, well, they didn't get on the plane. They were whisked away to a meeting. Now, this is conspiracy. What was discussed in that meeting, we don't know. But it's sad that that's when they chose to put Obama up as president or as the next person who was going to run for president. And they told Hillary to fall back. Your time will be in eight years. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. I do too. I, I, I believe it. Yeah. I, I I honestly think that Obama just got more people, more votes in it. That's what I just really believe. Call me crazy. I just think that he did put in the work and just 
you know, got more votes than her. But you know, that's Here, here's here's another one, CB. I'll I'll liken I'll liken this this hope thing that we have in the president with our money. Okay. okay? Everybody pull a dollar out of their pocket right now. I don't have one, so I'm broke. But um, right. if you if you back in the day, you could take that note and you can go get a certain amount of gold from the Federal Reserve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right now in 2016, I mean, I don't have the facts right in front of me, so I can't tell you the exact date that this happened. But our money is no longer backed by gold. Yeah. Our money is backed by the hope. That people are going to take it. Now you don't. Gonna, you don't think inflation has anything to do with it? No, no, it has nothing to do with inflation. Inflation affects what the dollar is worth. You can always the Rothschild. I'm sorry, was it the Rothschilds? Yeah, the Rothschilds had a lot to do with this because they were influencers in the beginning of the banks. So what the bank decided to do was everybody was carrying around gold. You would take your gold to the. It was actually a blacksmith that you took it to. He would hold on to your gold and he would give you a certificate. So you can, because gold was heavy and, you know, hard to carry. So they would carry these notes. You would take the certificate and you would purchase bread, this, that, and the other. And people always had access to their gold, right? America was set up the same way for years and years and years. Then they decided that if you open up the Federal Reserve, there is not enough gold to back the money that's out in circulation. So what they did was they removed it as a bank certificate and they just made it paper money. So that meant, so here comes your inflation is when you print more money than you have that you can, um, uh, like if everybody went to the bank to get their money, mm-hmm. they couldn't get nothing. Right. There's nothing to get. Well, because the banks say they only have $100,000 in there, right? Right, right. But that's what, what I'm saying. They only up to 100000 what, what it, well, I think I thought it was like two hundred thousand, but that's not the point. Maybe something like yeah. that, yeah. So, so, but what I'm saying is, is that the bank note itself is not worth any gold, so you can't get anything for that. Okay, now bring that back to Illuminati. Well, I was giving you an example of how that's a fact. That's not a conspiracy. So, like I said, with the presidency, what the what the government depends on. They tell you your vote doesn't count, but they know that your hope and and participating in the process, they can they can sway your way of thinking based on who's in office. So just like you said earlier, what happens when a Republican is in office? So certain things definitely happen when a Republican's in office, right? Right. And then certain things happen when a Democrat's in office. Right. They both play for the same team. But what they do is, along with, I don't know who's in there now, but for years it was Alan Greenspan, who was the head of the Fed. Every time we needed an economic shift to give people hope, they would lower the interest rate. People would go out and buy um buy homes, cars, they will open businesses. The reason why Bill Clinton right now is considered a god to a lot of people is because he was the one who turned a deficit into a surplus because of the dot-com boom. You know what I mean? He didn't do anything. Alan Greenspan dropped the the interest rates down to 1.5 or whatever number Um, and right around that, right after that time, what happened? The banks is they was given those subprime mortgage loans. 
Yeah. How is that? How is that not? How, okay, you don't want to use the word conspiracy. Let's use the word collusion. Somebody has to be in collusion for all of this stuff to be happening. Big dog. You that's can't that's tell me real. Right. But, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Greg. Um, it was 71, 1971, when the U.S. Um, uh, converted. Come on, brother. Um, um, President Nixon that the, that, that, that the U.S. dollar would no longer be backed by gold. Mm. But you think about this, when you want to think conspiracy, that's why Muammar Gaddafi was killed. Mm. Because he, he was making their currency gold. Mm. Yeah, so, that is so right. Yeah. Yep. He's one correct. That's real. Mm. Okay. All right. The big dog, have they changed your mind? I mean, everything he's saying, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. But when he started talking about conspiracy, I'm just not sure that I see the conspiracy side of what he's saying. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. You know what? We're going to talk some more about that. Let's bring in Greg. Because, Greg, you got a nice voice. It's time you can tell you've been on the radio for a while. What's the name of your network again? Uh, the Black on Black Network. Go ahead, explain to that. Explain to us what, because you seem to know every know about everything that Roland's talking about. So explain to us uh, what your network's all about, brother. Man, the Black on Black Network is something I started because you know, um, one, I named the Black on Black because of the you know it was always associated with us in crime, mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to be able to become more so the ignition switch for for black for blacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted it to be black on black, meaning black turning on black, turning on black unity, black love, black education, black wealth, you know, anything that I could do to help to increase the awareness of what we do. Um, the goal of black on black is to heal, educate, empower, and develop the black community all over the country and then the world. Um, with that, you know, with each of those words, I thought we ended up having the acronym called HEAT. And I believe that once we're healed, educated, empowered, and developed, people will take notice and take heed to what it is that we do. Um, through Black on Black, what I've done, man, started off just really uh, locally by having a Black on Black show. And I just used to really get involved with politicians and, you know, just people who, who had influence or, or people we voted for and had, you know, brought them on the show to allow them to, one, educate us on what they do because I think that that's another thing we need to focus on it is that we don't really understand politics we just vote you right. know yeah. and so I wanted that but then I also wanted to get involved in the community so that regular Joes could be like you know what this is something that I dealt with and I got through it and so I got buy-in from the community because people were like man he'll invite you on you there to talk about it get it get it off your chest whatever and then, man, you know, from where, from there, I really started just growing it and, and reaching out. And so uh, to have people like Tavis Smiley, uh, you know, uh, Jermaine Moody, um, have the opportunity for even the Cornell West people to reach out, you know, Bernie Sanders people to reach out and just really embrace the network has been a blessing. Um, the goal for Black on Black, man, is to just build that network, to, the, to build a network to the degree of it being localized like, any, like NBC, CBS, ABC, or any of those. Um, I get a lot of uh, people reaching out now because they're saying, man, to even just develop a, a, a network, whether online or mainstream, is important because Malcolm X said it best. He said the, the, one of the most powerful, he said the most powerful thing in the world is the media because it's able to tell a story. And what we have found is we've not been able to tell ours. 
And so now, man, I'm able to do a lot of things with a lot of people because I have the ability to let our voice be heard. So in essence, man, the Black and Black Network is just a voice that we haven't had. Nice, 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 nice. nice. Man, what's the Nice. No, no doubt. So, man, it's, it's been good, man, because, you, know, um, you know, we've been doing, with the, doing the radio thing, but we have the ability every Friday. You know, I've been pushing to make Black Friday real. Yeah. And so um, I've been highlighting a black business um, so that people can shop black. You know, one of the things that you always hear is, you know, I want to shop black, but I don't know where to shop black or how to shop black. And so even, you know, no matter where people are, you know, having the, on, the online ability is beautiful because if you if people send me their information, I can I can definitely do it every Friday. And I do this for free. It's just a free advertisement. Every Friday I do one black business every Friday. And it's played three times. And all of a sudden you hear, you know, you can go here, you can do this. I'm doing optometrists, I do doctors, I do whatever. And I do it for free because I want people, you know, we had $1.3 trillion that we gave back last year. And I'm like, our spending power, they said our spending power as blacks in the U.S. is greater than so many nations combined, but we give it back. And so I just want to, you know, get, you know, dispose of that thing where, our, where the dollar stays in our community for six hours. That's pretty much... After you get paid, you take it to a bank that's not black owned, black owned. So therefore, our money is gone into another community within six hours of getting it. And right. so, I just wanted to be, you know, an advocate of change. So, so that's why I do the Black Friday thing every Friday. All right, now, now, how can how can people reach you? And uh, and uh, <laughs> um, how they can reach me? They can reach me at info info at blackonblack dot network. And they can hit me there anytime with, with whatever. If they got to send out a bio about their business, um, you know, we want to be able to put out, you know, um, independent artists, their videos. We want to be able to hear independent artists' music. I mean, all those things that people do and send to YouTube, you know, why be one of four forty million when you could be one of, you know, whatever, a thousand? It's a better ratio. And then having the connection I've made, you know, out west definitely makes it even better because I now I know music executives, so they're able to hear independent artists. So I mean, I'm just really trying to build it. So info at blackonblack.network is the way to get in touch. Nice, 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 nice. Hey, I want to, uh, I want to get back into this conspiracy talk. I just want to make sure everybody knew who you were when we were talking. Okay. Um, I, I have a conspiracy about like I, I still really believe about this whole Magic Johnson thing. I just really believe that the whole HIV epidemic and stuff like that, I just, I really believe that, yeah, Magic probably got the AIDS or HIV, but I think that Bill Clinton gave him the cure in the 90s. And and I, th- I really believe he was indebted to him, and that's why he supported Hillary over Barack Obama in 2008. I just really feel that. Do any You guys don't believe that? That's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the conspiracy stuff that I'm talking about. Like you guys, hey, hey. now there's conspiracy right there, right? And now earlier when Roe was talking about the electoral vote, I mean I think everybody has to agree with that. Yeah. But when he said conspiracy, I'm not sure if that's the word that I would use for that. Okay, well let me get before we get into this. This this, this affects all of us. All right, now this is stuff I'm by myself a lot, so I sit back and think. Uh, now I talked with Joe about this before, and I want you want your guys' opinion on this. In 2008, when or 2009, when Barack Obama became president of the United States, he came from the South Side of Chicago. Now, me and Joe know this stuff personally. 
Chicago has always been a bad, could be a bad city, but it's never been this bad. And, you know, it's been exploited by the media, but it's never been this out of control. Here's something that happened. I want you guys to remember this. In 2009, Chicago just knew they were getting the 2016 Summer Olympics to the point where they had just already started renting out buildings and stuff like that, uh, started changing over the south side. They had started doing all this preparing for the Olympics. And Mayor Daley at the time told President Obama, uh, I need you to go down to Brazil and speak up for Chicago getting the Olympics. He told President Obama this, he told Oprah Winfrey this, and he told Michael Jordan this. Michael Jordan told him basically, F you, I'm not going. But the president of the United States had to go down there and fight to get the Olympics. And within a week after the president of the United States, the first black president from Chicago, went down there and fought for it, they told him, no, we're not giving the Olympics to Chicago. And I kid you not, from that point on, the south side of Chicago, where they had planned on having the Olympics at, turned into the war zone that we know now. Now, could it be me? Or is it <laughs> a conspiracy? I think it was payback. You didn't give us the Olympics? We're going to fuck this place up. Sound? I mean, hey. Well, let me, let, let me hit you with what, um, what I heard on uh, the internet, which we all know the internet never lies. Yes, that's, that's, that's what Joe Dirk says. <laughs> so they they were they there was it was some type of comedy skit, and they were sticking the microphone in the faces of Trump supporters. Yeah. And uh, this one guy, this old white guy, start rambling off about how Hillary has AIDS. Oh God! And and, and, he, and, and the guy says, "Well, how do you know that?" And she, he says, because Bill gave it to her. Well, how did Bill get AIDS? From Magic Johnson. Oh. Right, now, now you're taking it too far, bro. <laughs> 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 about, about both of y'all keeping yourself to start over. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying. Oh. What you were talking about, CB, somebody else is, is drawing connections just like you. I mean. Hey, Greg, what do you think about what I said about the South Side of Chicago? You know what? I, I would, I would, man. That's a good conspiracy theory because um, you were absolutely right. You know, on, on who was called to, to, to go and vouch for the city. Um, yeah, I think that they let it lose. It might be something to that. I, I think that could, that could be possible. That and, could truly be possible. And you know, but I don't know what would well, be the ground for them to to let it be. But it's, it, it makes sense because you know. America makes its money off wars and we have a Democrat a Democrat in office you're not going to war like you would when you have a Republican so what so how do you make how does gun 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 manufacturers make their money so you turn you turn America into a war zone which essentially is what they did to Chicago there's guns That's everywhere and you, know, you hear about the you know the guns being dropped off and oh, all yeah. that kind of stuff man you know, uh, being being not being there, man. Is that you know? I've heard so much about that. Is that is that what's really going on? Yes, they just found it. Uh, found some guns in a in the uh, in the cargo of a train just being dropped yeah. off. It's, it's just, 
Yes, yes, that's exactly what's going on, man. That's, that's crazy. So to wrap, so to, so to kind of wrap this thing, Roll, you got something else you want to go on, get into? Well, let me let me just hit you with this. So let's clarify for Big Dog, just in case, just in case we're we're not on the same page. I'm not saying he's wrong. Okay. I just wanna I just wanna read something. Okay. A, a conspiracy is a secret plan by a group, a group to do something unlawful or harmful. It's a plot, a scheme, a plan, a ploy, a trick, a ruse, a racket, the action of plotting or conspiring. I just wanted to throw that out there. So I think that we might just be playing with words here. But to me, if I can draw connections between sections of people who have an agenda, that's a conspiracy. Now, conspiracy theory that they use, if you look that up, you'll see people with tin, tin foil hats on. That's 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 done to try to downplay people coming up with theories about things that we don't necessarily have total proof on because we're not in the room. But common sense can infer information and, and draw a conclusion. That's all I'm saying. He got that from a dictionary, dog. They don't have dictionaries in uh, Alabama. Whoa. <laughs> you, said, you said that. Hey, hey, Roland, Roland and Greg, you guys, uh, can you guys stay over for, do this Cap's Corner with us? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'll stay on there. Okay, okay, cool. All right. Hey, hey, I got a question for Greg. Okay, go ahead. You sure Joe Dirt, your cousin, man? <laughs> <laughs> that's family, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question, big dog. Greg, are you proud of Joe Dirt's work on Inside the Cave? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad Joe Dirt's doing his thing, man. That's what's up. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be on here if it wasn't for him. Oh, man. I would have found <laughs> you something. You plan on having a. Uh, the dirt is on tune in no time soon, I hope. <laughs> oh, man. Greg is staying over. We're going to do Cat's Corner, the Big Dolls Country Rap Tune of the Week, and, of course, the Dirt Sheets. We'll be right back with more Inside the Cave. You're on the number one show, Inside the Cave. Three, Lee Filmed. Yo, this is Joe Dirt, the host of the Dirt Sheets, the best segment on any podcast stay tuned for another classic dirt sheet coming up matter of fact don't even waste your time just fast forward to the last 10 minutes of the show and you can hear the best person on this podcast which is me when inside the cave inside the cave with cb the leader joe dirt dirty joe valley val frugal valley big dog bull tide said <laughs> cousin lamar International D, the international lover, and cat inside the cave, the number one podcast in shy. Inside the cave. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Hey, here we go. Welcome back inside the cave. Inside the cave blog.com. Go to that website right now and under the cave spotlight. You will see today's guest that we have on today, man. Real talented, up-and-coming star in Chicago, man. A lot of beautiful things going on this guy with this guy right now, man. I'm glad to have him as a guest. I'm actually calling in to my own show to interview this kid, man. He is doing some big things. I couldn't wait to have this guy on the show. I had to call in. I'm on the road right now, but I'm about to make sure... 
we get this interview done. Welcome to Inside the Cave. For the second time, the homie Z-Verse. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? How you feeling? good? Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, man. I see you, man. I see you. You know what I mean? I'm not outside. I'm not outside much, but I see you. You know what I mean? And that, and that says a lot because for somebody like me to see you, that means you're doing something because I don't, I'm not outside. I'm not, I'm not on the scene. You know what I mean? If, if, if the PR lady don't hit us with, with some stuff or whatever, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in my own world right now. So for me to see you, that means you're doing something. You're doing something. Cause I don't see nobody. I'm not in, I'm not in the nut. So you know what I mean? So you're doing something. What's going on, man? Man, tell me what this is. Man, I see you opening up uh, uh, Lupe, uh, the House of Blues, and stuff like that. Tell us about that, man. Yeah, man. You know, you know, Lou's family. So, uh, you know, of course, we've been touring together and uh, making it happen. Uh, really putting things together on, on behalf of Social Society of Folk and Artists. Uh, you know, uh, just just staying active, man. Uh, I've been just. Uh, aware of doing more charity work, doing more things for the kids, the community. Um, just doing everything that I can do to, you know, just to try to make sure I'm at peace with, with how I'm living, what I'm um, giving to the world as far as music goes, and not just on the music side, but on just every day, um, being a man living in this world and giving back, you know, that's my focus. And it's been a, a great experience for me, and it's um, brought me a lot of people. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. Now I remember when I interviewed you before, you were telling me that you, you know, you got a, you had a relationship with dude. So, um, how does that, like, you know, what I'm saying, expanded, man? You know, what I'm saying is that, like, help helping with your career and everything, with your music and stuff. Well, I mean, you know. You know, when we were kids and we are younger, you know, it's kind of like, uh, it's one of those things where um, you just kind of everywhere, you kind of take those relationships, not necessarily for granted, but you don't necessarily capitalize on them. You just kind of look at it like, you know, that's my homie and and um, and you keep it moving and, you know, you keep trying to uh, do what you can do on your own. And, and of course, he's doing what he's doing. And um, it's just been great to like for, for us to be able to be in the same space and um, to put some things together um, with, with both of our minds coming from a very similar background, coming from the same side of town, the same neighborhood, um, you know, and having a love for humanity um, like we both do. It's been it's been incredible to share the, the stage with that brother because um, um, the chemistry that we have together and and the, the part that I believe he plays in this world and the part that I play in this world is very um, similar and we, we're trying to elevate and, um, you know, bring people's uh, minds to an awakening. So it's been an incredible journey. And we, like, man, I mean, it's, it's been so much fun. It's been so such a good thing. It's so, so much of an exchanging of, of ideas and a collision of creativity between the both of us. Um, that, that I cherish and I think that is, is great and I want to keep that going. Yeah, it sure as hell sounds like it, man. It seems like it's from, from the outside looking in. So it seems like it's going good. I guess the thing I wanted to ask you too. Uh, now I remember when uh, Obama, Barack Obama, President Obama, first got elected. L Lupe wasn't a fan uh, for the president. Still, still isn't, huh? Uh, I mean, 
you know, with, with politics and music, man, you know, <laughs> it's, it's something, it's something crazy. I think uh, the biggest thing that that Lou um, and I can't, of course, speak for him, but right, um, right, right. You know, sometimes we just look at the world and we look at so much that's going on in the world, and whether or not Barack Obama had the power to change some things or affect, uh, uh, make a difference. In, in different parts of the world, and uh, you know, maybe kind of influence things. I, I can't say that I'm that, that I have that knowledge. You know what I mean? And yeah, I can't say yeah. that I can't say that Lou does. Um, I think um, as an artist, you speak out on how you feel when things don't get done, and you you speak towards the people that you feel are responsible. Uh, and and that that's the, the, that's what makes an artist great. And sometimes it's the, the same thing that kind of. Um, puts us in sticky situations as artists and it's like um you know you still try to go for it because as an artist you i mean i applaud him for having the um goal to, to at least ask those tough questions that a lot of people um right you know seeing them turn their head you ask them what's going on and they like hey man let's talk about fruity pepper because they don't even right, want right. to be in that conversation because they know if it becomes a detrimental thing to their financial status then they rather say, well, I didn't say anything about it. I didn't vote against it. I didn't vote for it. I was neutral. Right. So, you know, they don't want to have that weight. So, like I said, I applaud him on stepping up to the plate and, um, and and doing his best version of standing up for the people and seeking out uh, answers the best way he knew how. Yeah, that's a good answer. I was, yeah, he should have you uh, be a PR guy for that. That was a great answer. Do you, uh, do you think, though, that his stand early in his career going against probably the most popular president of our lifetime. Uh, you think that could have did anything to his career negatively? Taking that stand? Unfortunately, yes. And this is a conversation I've had with him. Um, unfortunately, yes. But, and it's funny because you see a lot of those same people that persecuted and crucified him um, acting for the same act that he asked for right now. You know, they're like, right, where right. Where's that moment of blackness where we see him stand up and say, um, in in a very Negro like way, yo, what's what's going on with my people? No longer shall we see them persecuted and killed in the street like dogs. Where's that moment that he stands up and shines for us, besides the fact um that he has to play this political game that he's been playing essentially for the last seven, eight years, where's that moment where he say, I'm going out the door and this is truly how I feel. And a lot of black people haven't felt that moment. And now they're asking those same questions. And now saying that he's playing the political game is it's not good enough um, for people. So people are casting their own judgment. And unfortunately, um, um, the crazy thing I think with Lou is, uh, yeah, he, he suffered from uh, people trying to uh, take the spotlight off of him and uh, turn away from him because of, um, his statement, and uh, yeah. now we're looking at uh, people. But I mean, that's life, and, and you know, like I say, man, I, I applaud, I applaud him for yeah. standing up for what he felt um, was right, and um, and and actually saying something and going out there and doing something about it. And I think what's more important is uh, when that man dies as a man, he stood for something, and I don't stood care if he. Yeah. About five million dollars in the process, or about five yeah. million fans in the process. Um, 
those that know, those that have their eyes open, applaud him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, two balls to say it, man. I ain't going to lie. I mean, <laughs> two balls to say it. And, uh, yeah, shout out to you, you know, for staying loyal and true. You know, a lot of people probably would have, like, you know, shied away, you know, like, I mean, step away from buddy like that. But, you know, yeah, your relationship is true, you know. Uh, all right, let's get into this, man. Now, what's up? What's up with the music, man? We got some new music out or what? What's going on now? Man, you know, we've been we've been rocking so hard with the antidote, man. The antidote has been just going sound out. And I don't know, man, I am in love with the effect that it's that, that it's had on people, uh, coming yeah. from one spot so far, um, like SoundCloud and um, you know, I've seen um I think, you know, like victory is, is, is that like a, a almost a half a million plays or something. And that's just word of mouth and people like you know that's no big budget that's no like you know machine behind it that's that's even no necessarily great independent promotion it has just been an organic authentic push uh, feel and um people have responded and they've given their input and um i mean it it, it has been eye opening for me and i think i had to bask in this moment with this album in order to ensure uh, where the music goes from here. So yeah. um, I, I'm almost to the point, like, you know, there, because I'm a writer and a producer as well, there's other things that I'm doing on the business side as far as, like, you know, running the business and, and uh, writing songs um, for people maybe on the pop side or R&B or whatever, whatever. Um, but I'm looking into, into getting back into that, that versatile mode while I'm really cranking out some music. And it's like, sometimes people think you're waiting. They're like, oh, man, you need to get back on it. But, I mean, I can create quick when I'm ready. When the time is yeah. right, the time is right. And it, and, it, and it happens so fast. So I'm not really worried about, I mean, I have so much music that I, that, that I have recorded anyway. It's ridiculous. I can drop an Antidote 2.0 um, tomorrow if I wanted to, you know. So. Uh, music is something that I have in abundance. Uh, right. So it's really just making the right business decisions and trying to get as, as much visibility as possible uh, when you do drop something. You, you know what, man? It's crazy uh, we have this conversation. Cause I was just telling uh, uh, a good friend of mine who's actually an artist, too. You know, I just say I'm like, you know, and I, I ain't got nothing against, you know, the dance, music, the the pop music, whatever, you know, this generation calls the music and stuff. But I said, I really feel like the pendulum is going to be swinging. I feel like it is swinging already back to where the music actually meant something. You know what I mean? Like, where you can actually get, okay, you can nod your head, and if you want to do something, whatever, but you still got something out of it. Whether negative or positive, you got something out of it. So I think, like, you know, with the anecdote joint, you know, I think that it might not be like with, with like what yesterday's music was or like last year's music, but I really believe that it's going to be a slept on track. Like where people are going to be like, you know what? That's dope. We needed that. You know what I mean? And I think like when, when, when that pendulum fully swings back, I mean, I, I right. shouldn't say back. Cause I don't want to feel like I'm taking shots at like, you know, the, the music cause I'm older, you know what I mean? But, I really feel like, you know, your your joint, you know, no, you know what I mean? Like, I really feel like your joint is like 
what's needed, yeah, and that's I guess that's why you call it the anecdote. But you know what I'm saying? But I really no, feel no. like that's that we're going in the right direction. You know what I mean? Let, let me do it for you. Let me do it for you. Check it out. Music has taken a turn, and that mm-hmm. turn has went from having substance in the sense where our, our hustle was was viewed as a means to an end. And when yeah. people can say they could justify being in a state and understanding why and, and portraying why they were in that state. So even if you look and said, I wanted to be a hustler or a drug dealer, you was doing it to a certain avail. You were doing it to maybe get out the hood, maybe to pull your mama out the hood, maybe to get the family out the hood, to, to give out turkey, to do something positive in the end. Although it was bad, the route that you were choosing, uh, uh, it was justified by an, 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 at least an outcome that was um, exactly. at positive end. Nowadays, the music that we are consuming and that's being put out, and the reason I say I want to do this myself because I don't mind being quoted as a person. I don't care if you feel like I'm taking a shot. I don't care because I understand that see, knowledge is power. So the lack of intelligence right. has us consuming things that are on a lower level of, of, of where people can perceive it. So the masses say, well, we don't understand metaphors on on that level we don't understand the deep poetry the double entendre so when you give it to us and plain quick just you know someone talking and spitting it like it has no real depth to it then right. the masses are starting to consume it and that's a, yeah. a, a real view on the mind state in the level of the masses so you understand that okay. people are thinking at that level and that's why they want to consume at that level because that's the level that they understand it on so at the end of the day is as an OG uh, and as a person that's uh, an older person, as a person that is a veteran of the game, you have to start saying, am I going to follow the youth or am I going to lead the youth? Am I going to follow go. them and let them tell me how to feel, think, tell me that 15 seconds of social media video is all that the mind can take at once because the ADHD is there and no one can focus that long. They're steady cutting it. They started telling us that we can't, our attention spans is getting shorter and shorter. See, but we got to start telling them how long and how beautiful our attention spans can be and how, how it takes time to sometimes take in beauty, you know, and it takes time to take in depth. So at the end of the day, you have to look at the music that we're consuming, look at the mind state of the people, look at where we are in this world and start going the other way. If not, and we're just following each other down a detrimental um, doom road. Man, you know what, bro? I had, I had, I had another question I was gonna ask you, but it was gonna be on some cornball shit just to have fun. But I know a good interview and a good quote when I hear one, and that right there, what you guys just heard, is called a mic drop. Right there, you know, when someone when someone speaks like that. You don't do, you don't, you know, I, I learned from the best. I I watched Johnny Carson. I watched, you know, David Letterman and stuff like that do interviews. And when someone says something like what you just said, you don't come from behind that. His name is Z-Verse. <laughs> Z-Versatile. Yo, man, give everybody your social media. Yo, the best thing to do is follow my hashtag, Z-V-E-R-S-E. That's Z-Verse. Follow the hashtag on any social media site right now. And and also go to soundcloud.com slash Zverse and check out the album. Go to YouTube, put in Zverse, check out the music and the content. And like I always love to say, much love to you, and I'll see you at the top, man. Thanks for having me on the show. 
and uh, thanks for caring. And um, that's that's pretty much it. Ah oh, man, thank you. The pleasure was ours, man. Hey, go under the cave spotlight inside the cave blog dot com under the cave spotlight. Check him out. The verse, man. Hey, brother, if, if all else if all else fails, bro, you definitely mm-hmm. got something going on in motivational speaking, bro. That shit, <laughs> that that real talk. Go ahead. What you hear something else say? Yo, man, go Cubs. That's all I gotta say. Check out my Cubs <laughs> tribute, first Cubs tribute. That's my team. And um, you know, um, you know, that's it, man. Go Cubs. Big Dogs Country Rap of the Week. Big Dogs Country Rap of the Week. I'm going inside the cave on the cave podcast with Big Dogs Country Rap Tune of the Week. Inside the cave. Dipping on some scissors. 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 Take that monkey shit out, you embarrassing us. I got the red permissacine, thick orange and yellow tusks. Hydrocode down on the hands, free found. The 84 round on them blades, 20 inch pound. If you got 16, you can get a fizzer. I'm jumping on that soldier, sweet and sipping on that scissor. Some niggas scared to float it, some niggas they want it, want it. Some niggas they join it, join it, but I be fucked up. Inside the cave. Alright, that was Big Dog's country rap tune of the week. Alright, let's get into this. Uh Cat's not here. I thought she would be here, but uh so it was Cat's Corner. We're gonna call it Big Dog's Outhouse again. Alright, here we go. Cat's Corner. It is now time for Cat's Corner on Inside the Cave. Alright, uh, oh shit, I got I guess I gotta read it. I don't know what where the hell Veli go this week. 
Oh, what's up? <laughs> Jeez. Conspiracy. Cuz and cat in here. Oh, man. Uh, all right, so uh, we're going to do Cat's Corner. And uh, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, Big Dog uh, Big Dog will go first. He will give us his opinion. And then, Greg, you're the guest. We'll let we'll, uh, let you go after him. And then, Roland and uh, Joe, you guys go ahead and chime in. We got some interesting... Oh, man. People ask me this. Before I read it, let me just say it. People ask me, do I make this stuff up? Let me, let me, let me make one thing clear for everybody listening to Inside the Cave. We got a lot of talented people on this show. Creative people. But nobody on this show is as creative enough to come up with some of the stuff that we've been getting uh, for Cat's Corner. All right. Uh, here, here we go. Uh, this is from Chrissy, the first person that sent us on this from Chrissy. Uh, check this out. I'm a temp at you know where. Wink, wink. Uh, me and Big Dog know where. But anyway, I work third shift and have to be at work at 10:18. Me and my new husband went on a date, and after the movie, his car gets on a flat and puts and put me in a position to be late for work. I asked him to get out and change the tire and put the donut on. He said he didn't want to mess up his clothes and shoes because it was raining. So I text my male co-worker to come get me and take me to work. And if he didn't mind, change my husband's tire. When my friend shows up, my husband loses it. And I feared for my life because all hell broke loose. He hasn't been home all week, but comes to work every day. By the way, we work together, just different shifts. Is my is my new marriage over? Big dog. Is her new is Chrissy's new marriage over? I wouldn't even call that a marriage. <laughs> Why you say that? Why you say that? So 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 let's get this straight. You know, man up after his wife had to call another man to change the tire on his car and take his wife to work. Uh, yeah. Because he worried about getting dirty. Yeah. I mean, but you know, you never know what kind of shoes you get on. And she worried about getting to work, which that money comes into their household, right? Mm. I mean, is she trying to hold on to that shit or what? She just wants to know if her marriage over. I don't know, big dog. I, I, yeah, she should want it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg, what you thinking, man? Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know if it's over. It. it it doesn't sound like it ever began, but I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's a whole lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, uh, especially if the dude, like like Big Dog said, if you're not going to get out and change your own tire, and then not only that, she has the ability to call somebody who would. And so for me, yeah, I don't think the marriage ever began, so I, I think that, you know, they got a different kind of arrangement, so... Over his relatives, I think they, anything can be worked out, but right now, it doesn't look like they started. Hmm. Hold on, Joe. I'm going to let me get in there before you uh, answer. What you think, Roller? Um, something, something ain't right in the buttermilk. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you this. If your old lady can call somebody else, <laughs> he hit <did> that. <laughs> you can't prove I that. I want to go that road. I'm trying to do that for her. <laughs> hey, listen. Listen, I'm from, I'm from the old school. Because, um, no, you, listen, 
I, I just I ain't buying it. She ain't trying to save nothing because she got another relationship. Because <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know no man that's showing up not just to pick her up but to change the tire. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Her stuff must be like sunshine. Yeah. Because they don't they don't build them like that no more. I thought. You know what I mean? Hey man, I'm gonna say this. I don't care what my lady might be going through. Let her call the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe Dirt. Go ahead and give us what you oh, think. Well, I guess uh a new husband just found out he was the side nigga. Oh. <laughs> That's all that was. Yeah. Yeah, what a way to find out. Um, hey, man, I think B.B. King got a song about that, too, man. <laughs> What's it called, Big Dog? <laughs> we I going to. Right off hand, man, yeah. but he said, I don't want a soul in my house when I ain't home. <laughs> <laughs> man, we going, we going real old school today. You know what? I, I might just use that for the rap tone this week. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Oh, well, how does your, your wife call another man to come? Just, she ain't even trying to call AAA. Why she call insurance company? Speed dial. Why she call Uber? But get an Uber. But she says she had to get to work. You know, she's a temp. So we know how them temps is. You don't you don't get no leeway when you're a temp. Man, I wouldn't yeah, care if my wife does her first day at work. You gonna be late. <laughs> <laughs> you better call in. Don't you call another dude? No. Man. Why you got another nigga number in your phone anyway? Hey, so many, so many things, so many things went wrong on that, on that exchange. Not, not only did she reach for the phone to call somebody else, that Negro picked up. It came out there. <laughs> showed up. Oh man. Oh Lord. No, you guys are a mess today. All right, this is another one, man. It's the last one for the day. I hope you're ready. Uh, Greg, I hope you're ready for this one. I know I don't think you get this kind of stuff on uh, the Black on Black Network, but uh, this, this is by far this is by far the most interesting one we've got. This is from Maestro. This is his name, Maestro. My wife's cousin invited us to a Halloween party, and my oh, wife shit. at the last minute canceled and asked me to go and just have fun. My wife's hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. My wife's cousin dressed as a topless she devil, and when I walked in, she immediately hugged me, and I felt them tig old bitties. <laughs> this party was filled with half naked women, plenty of liquor, and a lot of drugs, and I'll admit I sampled all of the above. The party was Saturday night, and I didn't get home till Sunday evening. (laughs) He continues on to say, I don't remember much from that night. Only thing I'm sure of is that I didn't have my first gay experience. At least I hope I didn't. Oh, man. My My question is... Do I tell my wife what happened, or do I just let her find out on her own? Now, before I get to Big Dog, I just I do want to say one thing about Maestro. He seems like a great guy because the one thing you want to do, the one thing I learned about being married is this: when your wife asks you to do something, you just do it, and that's what he did. That's what I took from him. his wife asked him to go, and he went. So he sounds like a great guy. Maestro, keep your head up. Big Dog, what you think? 
Hey man, I'm gonna keep those real short and simple. <laughs> you never tell on yourself. <laughs> oh man, that's all. I think that's all you hear. What you thinking, Greg? <laughs> Big dog, I, I, you know, we we hit it off well, and I agree with you on the first one. But you better tell, because uh, I'm gonna tell you what. You talk about a conspiracy theory <laughs> for real. <laughs> I, I think that I think that the minute you mess up with that sister, who was it, sister or cousin, mm-hmm. one of them, whoever it was, the minute you mess up, it's all coming out. So you might as well get it on over with. <laughs> okay. So I think you better take it up. <laughs> all right, Roland, what you thinking, man? Man, yeah, I I, I think. I think you leaned on the right direction when you said he followed directions. He went to the party, but what he should have been was he should have been hugging that wall. <laughs> he made his first mistake when he partook of all the goodies that was there. Because <laughs> I'm guaranteeing, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you right now that he's in somebody's phone. <laughs> Doing something that he should take to his grave. And if he got that, if he got that goddamn high, he's on. He's on tape doing something. Hey, I'm gonna say this: Who you gonna believe, me or your lying eyes? Exactly. Bro, I'm not telling on myself. I'm, I'm totally against so snitching, bro. But best believe he's on tape. I get not in this day and age. Your phones, he's on tape. <laughs> he's on tape. Oh man! All right, Joe, try to talk that. Mark Kelly, that ain't me. <laughs> That's what Eddie Murphy said. That ain't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> hey. Like Dom said, I am not telling on myself. If uh, if your cousin say something, she lied, she was high. I see her doing all them damn drugs. They do some video. <laughs> that ain't me. I don't know who that is. But but the cousin got to take some, my, the, my birthmark ain't even over there. I think the wife. I think the wife and the cousin got to take some responsibility because I can't believe the wife didn't know what kind of party this was, and the cousin showed up in the, as a topless she devil. Hey, yeah. I'm gonna well, take that the That was a setup. Hey, the I'm gonna take the words from a very good friend of mine. What's that? You don't send a man to Vietnam. Oh, who said that? Hey, hey, watch, watch yourself. <laughs> Think he's not gonna come back with a drug habit. Uh, who said that? All right. <laughs> hey man, you don't volunteer no information. I can tell you that. Hey, no. Hey, one last thing. One last thing. Joe Dirt. Yeah. Back, back when, back when R. Kelly was talking about it wasn't me. He was shooting that shit on a grainy ass VHS. <laughs> now, 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 now they shoot that shit with an iPhone Seven. You can see, the, you can see the pimples on his ass. <laughs> HD. <laughs> oh absolutely, man! Absolutely, everything you do now is in 100% HD, and they probably got his ass in slow mo. Oh, well, uh, what's that guy name again, CB? Uh, Maestro. <laughs> Maestro, I don't care what these guys telling you. Don't you go home and volunteer no information. Yeah, I, but I think, but I do think Maestro need to find out if he did have his first gay experience. I think. Yeah, he, for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh 
Hey, listen, listen. There's a, there's a joke. There's a joke that the white boys at, at, at the shop used to say. They say, um, if, if if we went camping and you woke up and there was a condom hanging out your butt, would you tell? <laughs> yeah, we and hang around say, the same white boys. <laughs> and you say, hell no, I ain't gonna tell nobody. And they say, wanna go camping? <laughs> wow. Oh man, I apologize, Greg. I apologize. This show done got out of here. This is we get. Uh, uh, that, it's not a show on Oh man, this that was. Yeah, yeah. I apologize, Greg Merriweather. Uh that was Cat's Corner. Uh, what do you think about our show so far, Greg? Man, I love it, man. I love it. This is an awesome show. I love it for real. Hey man, for t- real. y'all t- doing the thing, man. All right, before we get into uh, the dirt sheets, go ahead and uh, give us more information about uh, the Black on Black Network, man, where everybody can, you know, find you at. And just go ahead and, you know, tell us more about it real quick. Yeah, man, so, you know, I would just urge people, you know, go to blackonblack.network. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a lot of info there. But then I'm on Facebook, so under uh, Greg Mer- Gregory Merriweather, I'm under on Facebook. Then uh, not only that, we've got the Black on Black Network on Facebook. Uh, my handle on Twitter is at Radio Black On. Um, so, you know, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I think I might be on there. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. But, man, I just, you know, for me, I mean, the best thing for me is just uh, Black on Black Network. And then, you know, just people going to tune in and, and looking up Black on Black Radio Network yeah. and uh, getting that app because um, that's the best way to hear, man. 24 7 music. I actually just favored okay. you on, uh, on, on, uh, on TuneIn. And everything, and, and Greg, let me tell you this though, Greg, if you ever need any video promos for uh, the Black on Black Network for your social media or anything like that, I know a great guy. Actually, you just met him too. He's uh, rolling at Three Leaf Films. I got to tell you, Greg, all of our good video promos come from him. So bro, I'm telling you, this is the guy that you want to do. Well, let's make that happen, man. Because my thing is this, man. The more and more um, I can help, you know, you know, work with us working together but promoting each other man i'm i'm all for it because you know when it's all said and done i want this to be uh the avenue of displaying our talents but but not only that displaying that we can work together you know because that's one of the missing components that you see so much man and that's why i love what you all are doing man because you don't really get this where brothers come together and can laugh and can talk about things and keep it 100 and so man this is this is a great this is a great platform man so i just want y'all to just you know, keep doing what you're doing because it's necessary. This is necessary. No matter how simple people may look at it and just be like, y'all talking and laughing, man, it's necessary because it, just, it, it gets rid of the rumor that we can't work together. His name is Greg Merriweather from the Black on Black Network. Check that out on the tune on the tune in app. All of our tune in app listeners on Inside the Cave. All you gotta do is type in, just do what I did. Type in Black on Black Network. You'll find it. Listen to this. Listen to this uh, stuff right after you get done listening to Inside the Cave. Or hell, we're working together. Listen hey, to Black I on Black a lot Network. Because on uh, on uh, Facebook Live, dropping some biblical knowledge uh, the other day. Cool. I was like, Cool, cool, cool. We need more of that, man. Hey, Greg. Hey, Greg. Thanks for going inside the cave, bro. All right, it's time for our favorite part of the show. Tell me something, Joe. America will finally have someone to look up to. His name is Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt in the building. You know what the best 
segment on the Cave Podcast. Tell them something, yo! When inside the game. Hey, what's going on? It's time for the uh, most favorite part of this podcast once again. Yeah. And I've been scouring the depths of the internet. And like uh, Roland said early on in the show, everything on the internet is true. <laughs> let's see, let's see. So check this out. I found this story, I came across this story about this woman who was mad at her husband because he was fucking around on her. So she decided to put some poison on her vagina so it could do something to him when when he went down on her. So Beatrice Walker put some poison on her vagina to try to kill her husband. And she said, and I quote, I told his ass not to fuck around on me and be fucking other bitches behind my back. I bet won't do it no more. That don't even make sense. I bet won't do it no more. Beatrice sound like she need to go back to school. But uh, they, uh, they said the poison was a rat-based liquid she found on Google and she thought it wouldn't leave a trace. Uh, his mistress, and he does have a mistress, Valerie Green, uh, said, that she knew something was wrong with Mr. Walker because uh, he wouldn't come to her house and uh, eat her pussy on Thursdays like he always does. Uh, Beatrice was charged with attempted murder and faces 15 years in prison. Now, Mr. Walker uh, said, I still love my wife but I ain't eating or drinking shit she give me ever again. Not even a bottle of water. What's the thing about that dog? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I know your cousin glad he ain't stick around for that one. <laughs> hey, Rose, I think that girl was poison, man. What do you think? Man, that's that must have been the chick uh, the BBD was talking about. Right. I believe Joe trying to inspire my rap tune. <laughs> I don't know what's up with your boy D Rose, man. I, I <clears throat> do he do he play with a kickstand or what? <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about D Rose when he left Chicago trying to go to the Knicks, talking about the, they a super team or something. Oh shit, they ain't no damn super team. <laughs> uh, I mean he's just on a team with a bunch of people that don't pass the basketball. <laughs> so that's that's right up his alley. That's right. I didn't, I really didn't think he was that great in Chicago. I was like, oh, come on, <laughs> he don't play. He didn't play enough games. Oh, hey, Roland. I mean, hey, hey, Roland. You know, I always tell these guys you got to be available to be to get some kind of credit, man. Exactly. You can't. Oh play. my goodness! Did you, you see all he did before he got hurt? It's Forty conspiracy, man. <laughs> Y'all tripping, man. <laughs> no, I, I just really wasn't never feeling D Rose, especially at that size. And he won that MVP. I thought that was bogus. How is that bogus? He's a great talent. With no help. Uh, He's the only scoring option. Because they couldn't they couldn't get no help because he wouldn't throw him the ball. Same <laughs> thing like Melo. Oh, man, y'all tripping. I need Belly here. Hey man, I, I he a great talent, but he's never available. What, 40, 40 games a year? 40? I don't even think he averaged 50 games a year. That's because he got hurt. He tore his ACL. 
That's my point. I, I put it to you this way. On your job, add up how many vacation days and all of that you got, and then divide that by a third and um, see if you can miss that much work and see if you don't get fired. Well, he's doing something different, though. Hey, Roll, how about sports? You get all the facts together so when we come back later on, maybe next year, and you had that conspiracy about D Rose where he goes to New York <laughs> and play a complete season. Hey, D Rose, man, you know what he should do? He should retire this year so he can go into the Hall of Fame with Kobe and KG and Tim Duncan. As he oh, make- okay, now now I know you throw you you might have got some of that you might have got some you might got some of that rat poison from that, that hot <laughs> That's just crazy talk. Yeah, Derek, that dude, he's still the best point guard in the NBA. Now I, I know you're doing heavy drugs now. I can name 10 point guards better than him. Then who? Man, with Derek at the top of his game, can't nobody mess with him? What, what do you consider a point guard? He better than Chris Paul to me. Oh my God. Big, big hey, dog. Hey, on, on, on that note, uh, Nolan, you got some last words, man. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is Chris Paul better than Derrick? Derrick get it to him every time they play. And he played defense when he played. You see what he did to Mike Conley? How much money did Mike Conley just make? Yeah, but just because you can put up 35 don't mean that you good. Yeah, it do. Nah, man. I'll put you this way. There's, peop- there's, there's Kobe critics right now who don't consider Kobe a great player because he had a little bit of the, the um, Carmelo Anthony syndrome. That he, he just, once those great players left and he was by himself with the young players, he just wouldn't give up the ball. He got to take 30 shots to make 30 points. Hey, we gonna get a ball too, Swaggy P. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 would, I, would agree, I would agree with you there, but I'm just saying, I, I, listen, I love, I'm a Kobe fan. But I'm just saying there's a lot of critics out there who say even the great Kobe who won championships don't get credit because he didn't distribute the ball enough. Nah, I don't critics can kill themselves and start over. <laughs> Kobe was the marble. I guess we ain't getting big dog. I mean, uh, CB back. So big dog take us home, I guess. Yeah, I was trying to see if you got any last words, man. Ah, uh, man. Y'all, y'all got my cheeks hurt, and I don't know what to say. Inside the cave, we want to thank y'all for tuning in. We'll catch y'all last next week. Inside the cave, inside the cave, inside the cave, inside the cave, inside the cave. You're on the number one show inside the cave. Three Lee Films.